<laughs> that would be great if the thing. Hello. That was very I'm ladylike Thomas. of me. You talking over my intro for real? A&P, the Knoxville <laughs> Area Artist Networking Platform. And here we I'm talk to artists, just so you know, about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kinda. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen, enjoy the show. All right, so today we are here with Shelly Meir. How are you, Shelly? Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty smiley, I guess. Well, that's a plus. It is. So, you do artsy things, right? Artsy fartsy things, yes. You're one of thems? I'm one of thems. Ooh. So, what kind of artsy fartsy things do you do? I mainly just work with, like, ink or water-based ink. I kind of just jumped into that. I started with charcoal and... Graphite, because I thought, oh, this looks easy. I'm going to do it. No. <laughs> it turns out it's not. And so I gradually, slowly worked my way into ink, and now that's all I use. And I love it. Is pens or with a brush or? Um, micron, just little pens, little dots. I said the water-based pens. Those are fun. Do you have a specific workflow or mindset you like to participate in? Yeah. As of recent, I've been drawing a lot. It's just I have to put it in my head. And Well, you've seen my drawings on Instagram. I just draw yeah. what I feel, so it's just like one of those moments where I'm like, I have to do it and you just shut get a, everybody off. get an image in your head that it just must come out of your fingertips. And it's like throughout the day, I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to draw. I know what I'm going to do. So do you have that moment when you're just like be bopping around your, your professional life when you're just like, ah, that's uh, the thing that I'm yeah, going to draw when I, I go mean, home? Yes. <laughs> and it's weird because I actually have to write it in my notes <laughs> on <laughs> my phone <laughs> to make sure that... You don't forget. Yes. Because then I will forget. So is it a bad day when you forget? or it Or does it hinder your day in some way? It hinders it and it makes the process slower, I guess, because then I'm having... Like, like what? Home. What did I think about earlier today? I have to go home and you know do the adult thing and all that, and then now you have time to think, and you don't remember shit. So now you're just sitting there for two hours, and then you're up till two in the morning drawing because you finally got it at like ten o'clock. You're like that. That was it. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're sitting there at your at your at your desk, which, by the way, is eerily similar to mine. I'm pretty sure we have the exact same model of uh, art desk, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah, uh, I love that small thing. World. With the with the angled top, you can yes. go up. And, yeah, it's pretty slick. Um, I'm scared to like angle it back down. You just gotta pick it all the way back oh, up. No, I know that, but I like the easier way would just kind of be like oh, just push oh, it. Yeah. But I also don't want to <laughs> pinch my fingers. <laughs> there's there's a finesse there. I'm still getting used to the. I, I don't use it as much as I should to like, like angle it up, you know, to have a more natural, natural, quote unquote, yeah. drawing position. I have it slightly angled. I think it has like four, yeah. four positions. I think I stick to the number two, the number two position. The number two position. The number two position is the best. <laughs> I, I should have paid attention to the instructional booklet if this was in there or not. I don't know, but what angles the 
the different points are. I don't think that was in there, but even if I thought it was, there's no way I could look it up now. No. I think (laughs) once you developed what you made yourself is just what you're going to do. Yeah, I think so. And dare I try to dig through the bowels of the internet for that instructional booklet again, because I don't care enough. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care enough to look through the (laughs) the internet to find that PDF. I just don't. The interwebs, yeah. No. The depths and the bowels of the interwebs. Then when you find the PDF, it's 400 pages long. But you have a feeling of success. Like I found it. Now do I actually spend the energy to read it and satisfy my curiosity? Let me scroll through the 10 pages of table of contents to see where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So the the subject matter that usually comes out of your fingertips, I've noticed, is generally uh, people Mm -hmm. that may or may not look like you in some way. I always say I try to make them to look like me, and then in no way possible do they look like me. Well, I think you've nailed your haircuts a few times. Yes. But the eyes are generally way bigger in proportion. Yeah. No, and I, I like that, though. Uh, it, it's, it is very aesthetically pleasing, it but is. it's also really humorous to me to see this rather normally proportioned human being hey. and then giant eyeballs. It's oh. almost like uh, uh, the art style that you that comes out of you is almost the the art style that Coraline and, and maybe some of Tim Burton's looks yeah, kind of get. I've heard that a lot, and that's actually changed. The st- if you've noticed, like, the changes that I've been going with it, it has been more Tim Burton-y because last few drawings that I've done, that I've done for people on Instagram that they asked, or even just people from back home, they're like, you have a very, like, Tim Burton-y style, and I just took it and was like, me well, and I've, ran with it. So I've noticed that your particular style, as of late, has went from a more um, sketchy, like uh, you know, I, uh, how do I say this? Uh, I went f- like went from a more sketchy point of view to a more solid idea of what you're trying to put out. So instead of I'm gonna I'm gonna sketch this person, blah blah blah, quick, see how it falls out of me. And then like, you seem more uh, concrete on the ideas you wish to put on a paper. Definitely. And I went scrolling back through some of my art or even flipping through my art books. And I was telling Colby, I'm like, you see these? They're very like stiff and like perfectly angled. And I don't know what I was trying to do here. And then I look at my drawings now and they're just completely different, more detailed, not as much, but feel like I'm growing in it, and I'm really liking where it's going. Well, good. So, yeah. The, the, I'd say the familiarity with, with an art style, whether it be something you're trying to work with that is outside of your personal flavor of art style and, uh, you know, the one that you develop that you are personally looking for, the familiarity with both of those. always You can always see it on the page. Yeah. Like when someone is comfortable with the things that come – out of their fingertips, and they've, they're have they practiced in it, it's easy to see. Definitely. And as long as I've been drawing and doing art, that's when I really started is when Ben's group was there, is when I actually, like, committed to something, and then I just was like, I'm going to do so good, and I'm going to do this and this, and then I thought, no, I'm going to do photography because I can – do that too and <laughs> no I I did some photography I'm very proud of some pictures 
add a lot. And just took a break. And then all of a sudden, I just went back to drawing. And as of recent, the last month, month and a half, I just discovered, honestly, what I like, what I enjoy, and how I want to do it. And it took me three years to get to that point. Oh, so, so, you, so you're just now settling into your like, headspace and workflow and yeah. style and all that good stuff that yeah. makes you the artist that you are. And it doesn't bother me. I feel like you're never... And I can still grow from that. Like, right now, I can be like, this is where I'm at. This is what I've been wanting, but... But there's, know, always, it, there's always there's always a next thing. Be more, yeah, but right now this is exactly where I want to be, and this is what I like right now. So you're comfortable in what you're doing at the moment? Yes. Is that like a ten out of ten comfortable? Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten comfortable. I have a few more drawings to see if I can. Now are these are these drawings you're using to challenge yourself and yes. your style? Okay, yes. so. Uh, let's back up for a second. So when did you first put a pencil on paper for, uh, you know, artistic expressive pleasure? For whatever reason? Yeah, for whatever reason. Like, how old were you? When, what'd you do? Those kind of things. So, like, in sixth grade, I don't know if you remember those little figurines that were called homies or cholos. Uh, from from the quarter machines? <laughs> yeah, like, like yes. the stickers. That's when I actually started drawing, and I was like, oh, I can draw these. So here I am drawing these skinny Hispanic Latina chicks in their flare jeans and their big tits, and I'm like, I can draw. 13-year-old you, just yeah. like in your school notebook. <laughs> so I got my homies with me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> got my cholos. Did you, did you ever get the actual little figurines? I did. Did you carry those with you, too? I had them put up on my, like, shelf drawer. In your, in your room? And that's just where they stayed. There's my little homies. I don't even know where they are at. But that's, I, I, I hope that you still have at least one of them somewhere. I, now I have to look for them. But that was when I actually really started. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, I can draw. Um, my dad is an extremely good drawer i'm not gonna be like oh he's an artiste pinkies out (laughs) no but he's a really good drawer as a hobby so is my older brother so in some degree it runs in the family yeah and i was like i got this i got this let me see what i can do and then it just kind of fell from there (laughs) got into high school and i'm like fuck drawing (laughs) and other things to do i did take art classes though so that was fun Nothing really crazy. So you, you kind of set it down in high school, and then and then what? It just never came back, honestly, until I moved here is when I actually started to pick up a pencil and actually draw something. Was, um, was the change of scenery the catalyst, or was there very, something else? No, very change of scenery. Um, living back in... My hometown in Illinois, it was completely different atmosphere, world, very hometown. Everybody knows when you're going to take a shit next type of deal. So you just. Okay. So how many kids were in your graduating class? I can't even remember. Was it, was it under a hundred? No. 
I know the town of Rochelle, when I left, was at least 11,000 people. Okay, so there were 85 people in my graduating class, just nice. to, just to give Aww. you some scale. No, yeah. there was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but there were more than that. Um, yeah, it's just completely different there, and I hung out with my brother, and, you know, we all had the same group of friends around the same age, and we were just in different worlds. I had a baby at, like, 19, so my only art was crafting crafting this child. Crafting a baby and changing shitty diapers. So That it, can be done with finesse and artfully. Yeah, just you wipe this way, and then you <laughs> fold in half and go this way. There is an art, actually. Don't want to get into that, but there is an art. Um, we came to Tennessee... Still didn't know anybody. We moved here in 2014. And it was tough, actually. Like, I was just kind of here by myself. Colby had his family here. I didn't have anybody here. Yeah, so you were just here. I'm just like, hey, what's up? I ended up posting a robot drawing on Twitter and hashtagged it, you know, Knoxville, whatever. And Ben actually reached out to me like two days later honestly in an email and he's like hey i liked your robot he showed me some of his here's the robots i've drawn (laughs) so yeah he shows me his robots and i'm like all right some professional illustrator just complimented me mine's a stick figure but okay compared (laughs) to yours um he invited me to you know his figure drawing classes i was hesitant at first because nervous didn't know anybody still and this was like two years in I'm still just like so finally I went and I remember opening the door to Ben's studio and there was just a completely naked chick 15 people and one naked person like yeah and I was late so the sessions had already started and everybody looked at you when you walked in the door so I'm sitting you know I just walk in and I'm just like that chick's naked. Yeah. It, it was different for me. Like I said, I grew up in the cornfields, football playing, you know. Yeah. If you're not a Belmonte or nothing in a sport type of thing, you know, sports politics. I mean, well, I live now in Seymour, which is Rochelle. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's just one place to another. But no. I walk in there, um, had no materials, had nothing. I had to borrow everything from Ben, and from there... Which I'm sure he was happy to give to you, because oh, yeah. he's happy to share whatever. He is. Him is sweet. <laughs> him is ridiculous. Yeah, um, that too. And so I really liked it that first time around, and so after that I just kept going every Wednesday, and then I try to really commit to it. And I did, and at one point I was like, hey, photographers come in here. Let's do photography. I have a camera. Yeah. Tried that, like I said earlier. and Which which is probably about the time that I met you taking pictures of the nude models in Ben's figure drawing sessions. Yes. Uh, when I thought I was going to fall off top of that, like, wall. Where, I don't know did if you, you ever... Did, no, I didn't see that. Did you get on top of the partition wall? Yeah, I, like... Ben, he's like, you're safe, you're fine, just go on the ladder and go up here, and just, I'm like, 
okay. Sure. <laughs> Shaking, <laughs> holding my camera down. Oh, my goodness. Poor guy. Yeah, but that was actually what really brought me back into art was going to Bun Studio. And then I ended up meeting, you know, a really cool group of people. And a few of them I still talk to every day, every once in a while. There's never a time where I'm not going to be like, hey, so-and-so, remember? Let's right. hang out. I'm be like, huh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a very similar experience walking into my first figure drawing session because here I am, you know, small town, East Tennessee kid, uh, never, never having drawn a nude model before at yes. all, period. And, you know, I was very well aware of the context of the event, you know, what – what it is, what is expected, what what you should do when you get there. Like I, I knew what was up, but that doesn't mean I I had, you know, the the social awareness of those yeah. events. So you know, here I am. I walk in there with my my eight by ten sketchbook and a single number two pencil. Like, okay, I'm gonna draw people. <laughs> it's like find a spot on the floor and just draw for two hours. You know, yeah. But, but that that was a healthy uncomfortable experience because Very. it was a healthy uncomfortable experience uh you know i'd never drawn a live nude person in front of me like i'd never actually sat down and drawn and drawn another person in yeah. front of me in general most of my life so that kind of thing was a very a very healthy boundary pushing and social experiment for me and i can imagine yeah. it was very similar for you in that way very again just coming here with not knowing anybody but my two in-laws and my nieces and nephews and walking into the guy's studio and just that being in front of my face. And I remember the first two times, the two Wednesdays I did, one Wednesday and then the next Wednesday, I did actually pretty, pretty good. I was like, heck yeah, I got this. I'll have to show you one of my first sketches that I did when I was I still there. have some of mine too. And it would be fun to look back at those and talk shit. <laughs> so, no, but this one was so good and then I'm seeing them throughout like other of my sketchbooks. I'm like, why did you suck from there? It's like you were like, <laughs> yes, yes. And that's where the like charcoal and graphite came in because that's what I started with. Mm -hmm. That's what Ben handed me. He's like, here's a board. Here's paper. Here's some charcoal and graphite. <laughs> like now, no. do your thing. Yeah, go. It's like, here are the tools. It's like, yes. Mm. And that's how it started. And then I was just like, mm -mm -mm. Now, <laughs> I've, I've, I don't use graphite and charcoal and, and those kind of things most of the time when I do the figure drawing. It's not because I don't want to. It's just I've never went out and purchased those things for my own, my own self. Yeah. But I do feel some of the best pieces I've done in those session style scenarios have been the pieces that I've used uh, graphite and and charcoal on it really so i'm is. sitting here like damn it why are these pencils not doing me the same favors yeah because you can go home and try to you know do anything they don't have to be nude i can just draw my child sitting there playing the video game and it's not going to come out nowhere as near as what i just did over there so i'm like i'm what the hell is my problem? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to be said for the environment in that type of scenario. Like, we're all there for one purpose, to, to draw the model presented in front of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that singular focus can be very beneficial sometimes. Yeah, it was a great experience, and I'm really glad I did it because it actually really got me 
doing art seriously. I'm, I don't sell it. I don't do anything. It's really just a hobby for me. I do it almost every day. And You draw more often than I do. I've been posting a lot. Especially as of late. Yeah. Like I said, like the last month, month and a half, it's just been, I'm in my flow. So I'm just, I tried drawing last night and I almost finished it and then I completely scratched it out. (laughs) And on every picture that, or every drawing that I'm like sketching, I put, why do you suck? And then I'll, (laughs) and then I'll put the date under it too. I'll be like, two. On on this day, I was terrible. (laughs) Why do you suck? Two, five, 21. (laughs) uh i i don't draw as much as i intend to and that that's nobody's fault but mine but sometimes it's difficult because i have a a a myriad of of uh mediums that i like to work in so it's just like oh man i really should sit down and like channel this creative energy through my pencil or onto this piece of paper and then i end up 3d modeling something on the computer and i'm just like (laughs) shit this isn't what i intended to do yeah 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 but that's awesome though because then you just led yourself into a different form and right and i'm not upset about exercising my creative desires but at the same time i'm mad at myself because i didn't sit down and do the thing i told myself i was going to do true (laughs) <laughs> so i'm just like well shit now here i have this thing but it's not the thing i wanted because i totally did something else uh-huh. but whatever yeah, i'm here now you. i'm here now <laughs> yeah how dare i i'm like in and out like i said past whatever i've just been committed to drawing no other reason than just relaxing and hobby see how far i can push my limits colby he actually challenges me and, you know, I can tell him, hey, this is, you know, something I'm wanting to do. What do you think? And he'll give his opinion. And I'm like, why did you do that one? More <laughs> challenging. I was like, so now I feel like, right. You think he, he kind of like, he, I'm an under- <laughs> he pokes at you a little bit just to see what it happens. It's your fault. I'm going to bed at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have told me to draw that shit. You wanted to go to sleep next to me tonight. <laughs> How dare you challenge me to be better? Gosh, what a, what a terrible partner he is. You. you. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I, I really like working with ink. I guess I never knew that. I always sketch it out with, you know, pencil first, racer, so many fixes, and then... And then you'll ink it. And then I'll ink it. I spent... 40 minutes on a pair of lips over the weekend. Are you proud of yourself? I am very proud of myself, <laughs> actually. Well, good. That's the answer I wanted to it's hear. It's like, I just remember Colby being like, are you almost done? And he looks down at my desk, and it's lips. Is it just lips? <laughs> it's just lips. Like, how big were these lips? Maybe an inch. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're trying so hard, and all of your I'm concentration just, was in this one square inch yeah, on the paper. Because when I post them, they might look big, but when you actually see them, they're, you know, yeah, like speak, said, 8 by 10. Speaking of which, I need a sense of scale in some of these pictures. Oh <laughs> now, this is me giving you a hard time because you don't provide a sense of scale in some of these pictures. I don't, because I don't <laughs> know. I just buy the sketch pad and go with it. Um I do have an example in my car of t- 
the tank girl that I Oh, did. hey, yeah. Oh, my God. The Seriously, the notebook is as tall as my phone. So it's like a three by six and a half. Yes. And pretty much that's what it is. And I drew it on there, and I had one of my friends at work. She's like, wait, I thought that was bigger. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's it right there, just a little, uh, my tank girl. That's <laughs> challenging. For me, it is. It's like, I'm sorry, you're disappointed with your expectations. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I tend to always fuck it up because I always go, like, big. <gasps> well, the, the, also on the flip side of this, the thing I like about having no sense of scale in your pictures like that is the fact that you get a detailed picture of the thing you decided to sketch out. Like, there's no... There's no um, ambiguity about the thing you just drew like Mm -hmm. there it is you see all of it and all of the details within like that there it is and that's all of it yeah and I've actually started marking like I couldn't even tell you the size of the sketch pad that I have now I just mark certain areas of where I think things would go block things out a little bit and before I would start with like trying to get the face shape outlining it to make it perfect and it just wasn't working. So now I start out with lips, and then I work to the nose, and then I get to my eyes, my big eyes, because I love them. And then I shape the face around the eyes and just the other body parts. And, and you then just, I can get you an just idea. work out from there. Yeah, because I've noticed when I start off, you know, outlining the head and everything, it just turns out. Like you're not satisfied with fitting the things yeah. into the shape versus working from the inside right. out. I'm like, that doesn't look right. Something, something about the... Uh, it's just race, race, race. <laughs> so yeah, I finally stopped putting myself in denial. And I'm like, I obviously have to start somewhere else other than yeah. here. Like that, that workflow is not beneficial that, for me. And it's happy. Like I'm happier doing it. So, do you have any um, external influences that may or may not appear in your work? Uh, you know, I, I know we mentioned uh, the Tim Burton esque ness of your stuff, but that, mm-hmm. but he may or may not be an influence on you, and that could just be coincidence. No, he really is. I've always liked his art. I'm the geek who watches at the end of the movie of Nightmare Before Christmas. There's like an extra like. 30, 40 minutes of them making it mm-hmm. in the cartoon. Yep. They have his one short film, Vincent. So if you actually really paid attention, and I can watch that all the time, and I'm just like, oh, see how he moves his hand this way, and then this way. I don't know. I just always liked it. That was my biggest influence, I guess. The, the granularity of stop-motion animation, like the tediousness it's, of it, demands it. so much attention. And I, I I really enjoy the dedication it takes to make that a thing. Like, oh yeah, that 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 thirty seconds of yeah. imagery on your screen was like three weeks of of somebody moving an armature. Two fingers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every single motion of every single digit of all of these characters in each scene was all individually moved by someone's hand. Like and then they took a picture. And then they did it again, a little oh, more and a little more. I respect those people. I would have smashed everything by the time. <laughs> I mean, plus that, and that's not even talking about the hundreds of 
of uh, facial models and hand models and yeah. all the things that need to be interchanged before you know you get the shot. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of crafting that goes into making scenes like that. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I never really had like a big influencer. Or I wasn't really like crazy into art. And I couldn't tell you. Do you like Van Gogh? Or I remember getting asked that question by someone in Ben's class or Ben's sessions, and I just was like, how pretentious (laughs) was that question? Like, how do I make this person feel like a fool for asking me that? And I'm just (laughs) looking at him, and I'm I'm just like, why would you ask that? (laughs) He was also the person who brought the giant box of Twixes. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember that. No, millions. Anyways. So I never really had any kind of go-to person, and to be honest, the closest people that I am to that came out of that studio are really just kind of like my inspiration. I can look at your work and be like, oh, that's cool. I can look at, you know, Lola's work and be like, oh, I like that. And she's she's going to get on here at some oh, point yay. because I've... I've I've got Jared on here. He was episode two, but Lola has so far eluded me, but she's she's on the docket and she knows it. Yeah. <laughs> she um, knows it. Ethan, he's also inspired me with that that piece of art for for our listeners. We're looking at a piece of art on the wall in my Suckers, living room right now. To see yeah, it. I know. Uh it's it's on Ethan's Instagram at Ebo Draws and it's uh, a wizard looking guy in a cloak with a staff. And a dog walking through a mushroom forest under a very, very starry night sky. I love it. And I've always been a really big fan of his work in this style where he has just like this lone journeyman wizard just like crossing these vast landscapes. Where are you going, wizard? Yes. I don't want to know, but where? But I need to know. Don't tell me, but tell me. But when he started drawing these giant mushroom trees, I was just like, oh, God, I need some of this in my life because it. You know, giant mushrooms, for some reason, really entertained me. And then wow. I saw this one one day, and I was like, if you don't let me fucking buy that, I'm going like, to right? go crazy. So he, uh, we traded smart, I think, and then I ended up with that, and I can't, I can't fuss. It is proudly displayed in my living room yes, on top is. of More another. I, you know what? That piece is really kind of funny, the, the log piece there, because I found it in the house I lived in before I moved here. Yeah. And... There's barely a signature on it. It says Kaufman, but I have no clue. It was just in the it was in the garage, <laughs> and I was just like, these little Liberty Cat mushrooms look great, and I'm gonna hang them in my house. So I that's did. What you just say, but like, yeah, I know a guy. I, I that's I'm gonna say that next time. Yes. I know a guy because they totally I don't know, if you know this guy, but I, t- I have a Kaufman <laughs> because they totally look like. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms and the fact that they look like liberty caps and i was just like oh man look at these nice trippy little (laughs) surrealist mushrooms on this piece of shit piece of wood (laughs) and yeah you just want to eat them they do look tasty Um, but they're also wood burnt and then painted so it's a there's some multimedia-ness there and i really enjoy it and it's signed by the person named kaufman i just really wish i could track them down and thank them for leaving that in the garage you can, have a fa- you, you can look, crank, look, crank oh, that. Yeah. Microphone stand difficulties here. Yeah, crank it. Don't act like you're going to break it. Just crank the shit out of it. I'm going to crank you so hard. Crank it. Um, yeah, but not to be so cheesy or whatever, because I'm not, like, going back to, like, this big 
I've been an artist since birth. I don't even think I'm an artist. I just love doing art. And everybody there has inspired me in some kind of way, especially Ben. But that's kind of where I pick up on just kind of like, oh, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. And then I just turn it into my own. And it's not, you can't see anybody's work in it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, I depict it like, oh, this is something probably Thomas would do, but it's. But it doesn't look like you directly appropriated it from. So that's that's why I ask that question in the way that I do, because people can have influences, but they don't necessarily seem distilled into their into their output. So so I have I have a lot of influences that that crank it, crank it. I don't crank this bitch. Crank it again. We're cranking it. Uh, But it doesn't. You know, some of them come through my artwork and some of them don't like. Yeah. This this piece here, for example, I I'm hugely influenced by '40s to early '70s automotive artwork in like all of its forms because I'm oh, a huge yes. car person. So pinstriping and gold leafing and you know crazy '70s psychedelic lowrider, all that, that all that kind of stuff really is just in my head all the time. But you can't necessarily tell that by the breadth of the creative output that I have, right. but. <clears throat> You know, this piece here, for example, looks very pinstripey. So, one could assume that I enjoy pinstriping as an influence, which I do, and is something I practice. But that—that that is like me half-ass attempting uh, enamel paint pinstriping with uh, I acrylics. Love it. It's it. That's the mix of my automotive inspirations and my need for uh, uh, of, of things of, of, of circular geometric uh, outputs. Yeah, I have a piece of your art in my house, actually. And I'm so very happy about that. Yes, uh, my goal, and I've told you this before, was the people that we were close to in the group, I want one piece of art from each of them in my house. And because I had just bought the house, and I'm yeah. like, I want everybody's work. I want something. I don't care what it is. It could be the middle finger. I could give a shit less as long as you draw it right if it's your piece if it's yours i want it and yeah if jared would actually print some of his art i would have some jared actually drew me Uh, an okapi i was how sweet of him he actually did an animal he did an animal in a forest of course he did of course he did jared i know you're listening um i thought it was the sweetest thing ever because he was like, hey, you want to come up and see blah, blah, blah? And I was like, yeah, let's see what you do. I don't care. And I just remember being up there, and he was just going to town on his computer and his keyboard. And I'm just, he's like, well, what's your favorite animal? And I was like, an okapi. He's like, fuck. The fuck is that? Fuck is an okapi. So I showed him, and there it was. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of it somewhere, but... I would really have to dig for days, and that just takes up my time, Thomas. And it's like searching through the internet for I that just, PDF. I can't. Got <laughs> like, to find that PDF now, and then the table of contents. Yeah, I, I do really enjoy Jared's art, and I make sure to tell him that on occasion because he he deserves hearing it. Yeah. And along with all of my other creative friends, they deserve to hear that goodness. That's but. good though. I, I honestly shit on my art. Probably every day of my well, life. Well, it's not like neither of us have the problem that we're our own harshest critic, you know, every day when we wake up. What, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't wake even up. have to touch a pencil to the page yet, and you're just like, you're shit. <laughs> right? You just wake up, be like, you can fuck off today, Shelly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're it's right. just like, all right, well, I'm going to go draw <laughs> something now and hate myself less, or at least try nice. to. <laughs> Go jump in the shower. That's okay with you. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond shit. Yeah. uh, Like I said, I'm inspired by a lot of Knoxville artists that I've met that, again, cheesy as it sounds, some of them actually mean a lot to me. And when Ben left, that was probably... Shot to the heart. It was the worst thing that could have happened to me. Well, we did have a really nice little social circle going there. It it sucked because I started out going there with, like, knowing no one. And then by the time he left, it was like, I have... Oh, no, these 12 people. I won't socialize with them regularly anymore. Uh. You know, and it went lower. You know, it went to, like, what, maybe... Seven mm-hmm. of us that would actually like get together and do things socially uh, after that. Yeah. yeah, and that broke me for a second, and then I just stopped. And I think I got more jealous than anything because his ass went back to New Zealand, and I've and I've never been. I was just like, "Fuck, I want to go." Yeah, Ben. I know you can hear hear me now. Yeah, yeah, Mister Bionic Ears, man. I. Yeah. I I don't know. I haven't told him that I started this podcast yet because I'm not active on Twitter the way he is active on Twitter. So I'm going to have to write him a, a, a strongly worded letter. And no, you, you, you record a strongly. I love. Okay. I know we're talking about art and Ben's art. Yeah. So when he got his uh, Conclear. The implant, implants. Yeah. yeah. I was like. Me being the dumbass, I'm like, I'm going to call you right when it's done. That's not how it works. I was just excited. <laughs> I know that's not how it works. But you were excited. <laughs> and after like six months, six or seven months after like his therapy and everything, he like tweeted, not tweeted, but he messaged me through Twitter. Because that's, that's what he uses right that's now. the platform he's at. Right now, and because he he fled Instagram for some reason, I have no. He just it's Ben. Mm. Who the fuck knows? Yep. And he's like, send me a voice message. I can like. I can hear you now because I always kept up with them. I'm like, hey, how is it this week or how is it that week? And he's like, I finally heard Quinn yelling, and he's like, I wish I never got these. And I was like, <laughs> You know, he told me he got those for the sole reason he knew when to yell free bird at a concert. Oh, my God. That's the kind of asshole this man is. That's he's, I go, so I remember asking him, I'm like, what is it like? He's like, oh, I've just been listening to Smash Mouth and Nirvana all day. And I'm like, my dude, <laughs> Smash Mouth is a guilty pleasure. Mine ain't gonna lie. I love some fucking Smash Mouth. I was like, I love you. <laughs> he asked me to, like, actually send him a voice video message whatever and it took me two weeks to get the courage to send it to him oh shelly it's okay let him ask y'all to send a voice he don't ask me shit okay (laughs) well if you talk to him enough and he asks you to do some crazy shit like that you get nervous 
Because you're like, this guy has never heard me in the three years. I've oh, yeah. Home. You know, you're right. I didn't think about exactly. that. This this is probably the first time he heard your actual voice. It's like, oh, my God. It's so cheesy. This artist inspired you to do more and more and push your limits. And he can hear now. You asshole. Don't fucking <laughs> ask me to talk to you. <laughs> so. It was nerve-wracking. I, it seriously took me, like, two weeks. And Kobe was always like, did you send that message? I'm like, no. Every other night, just like, no, I, not yet. Uh. And then finally I did, and he's like, oh. He goes, you have a nice voice. I'm like, shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this thing with um, Ibu, mm-hmm. Ibu Draws yeah. on Instagram, that... I was going to try to practice, like, a real Latina, chola, straight out of L.A. kind of accent. So, when the first time he heard me, that's what I was going to sound like. <laughs> it didn't work out as well. Now, how, <laughs> how confidently were you attempting this as someone from Illinois? I need to know. Like, how? Like, it was bad. Oh. It was bad. It sounded like I was from the Bronx. slash I I needed speech therapy and it just didn't work out so Ben had to actually hear me talk and that was nerve-wracking and any of you Ben originals please talk to him so I'm not the only one Um, I'll I'll chat him up every now and again just you you type him up you type uh, him up yeah 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 yeah. if we're we're talking semantics uh, I, I do communicate with him on a regular basis, but I do I do communicate with the man, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thankful for whatever input he chooses to give me. Like the I've, oh, I love it. The, the compliments I've received from him have been held uh, as as close to my heart as most other compliments from other artists. Like I will show you con- a Twitter con- message. Considering that he is a legit artistic professional, oh my God, I uh, I hold his opinion highly. And uh, I'm very Wait, thankful. Wait, I gotta interrupt you. All right, boom, all right. bitch. Let's, let's hear. It. He said oh, hi, Thomas. Ethan wrote back. Okay. He said hi, Thomas. So, just a little backstory for our podcast listeners. Before we hit record on this wonderful little podcast party here, we uh, shot a message to our mutual friend Ethan, aka Ebo Draws on Instagram, and uh, told him that he should join us and uh, applied a uh, a generous amount of peer pressure, and he still yes. hasn't joined us. So. Uh, color me deeply disappointed. I, I'm crying right now, actually. Tears, I see them. Tears, they're just streaming from flow. her face. Panda tears. Yes, panda, panda tears. tears. Um, no, when and like I said, as cheesy as it sounds, never really like looked up to any particular artist until I met Ben because I was really the only like real artist I ever met or actually looked at his work and if you ever been to his dungeon he had piles and piles and piles of sketchbooks oh yeah and I would just go through all of them and I'm just like oh because they're they're because they're gold like I I know he won't admit it but you know for someone like you and I to dig through the piles of his quote-unquote trash or sketches or whatever he would refer to them as it's uh, aspirational as well as inspirational to see the outputs of, of someone in that context. It, it's, it gives uh, a person like myself, uh, a, I wouldn't say a goal, but something 
it, it lets me know that that is possible and that I can do it mm-hmm. and that to reach that station in life is not unachievable, which yeah. is really nice. And, yeah, sorry for being so stupid oh, about hush. it. Because I never, you know, this being like your art podcast, it's just that's who it was for me. And I have sent him my recent drawings, and I have it in front of me. He's like, I love it. This is beautiful piece. Like, you're getting so much better. Look at that line work. You know, he's like, you're getting really confident. Like, I'm reading these to you from. And that's and that's one of the things he told me. And uh, getting into getting into the the depths of the life drawing sessions that we would have. He's like, hey, you don't look like you don't know what you're doing anymore. And I'm yeah. just like, yay! I've been doing this for three months. <laughs> so yeah, um, the last. Five or six post drawings. I've also sent to Ben, and there was nothing but like positive feedback from mm. him. And I could almost be in tears. And when he called one of them like super beautiful, I was just, I about died. I yeah. got this, I got this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the spotlight. Uh, I, did, I, I, I did it. I also think that he is really good at giving. <clears throat> Constructive criticism in a way that also sounds like a damn compliment. (laughs) And it, you know it, and you're just like, oh, thank you. But you're like, I don't feel like shit for having been told that. How? (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, he's he's a glorious artist and human being. I'm just mad at him because I'm jealous. Because I'm not in New Zealand right now. Yeah, I want to go to New Zealand. Hang out on beaches with no COVID. Naked. I uh, said it, Ben. Yeah. He, <laughs> ben hangs out on beaches naked. We all know it. Um, he talks about it. He can't deny it. He does on Twitter. Yeah, Jerk. he does. Um, but yeah, that's where my art inspiration comes from. It's always been there. I've always had it. My dad, like I said, he can draw amazing. And so can my brother... So your inspirations have always been close at hand. To that, yeah. And I remember when I was drawing my little homies, my cholos, that I wanted to be just as good as them, and I never thought I was. And I don't know, it kind of just put me in one of those, I'm never going to be like, draw like my dad. Or like you've, never... you've gated yourself into a set of expectations. Exactly. I'm like, I might as well just not even do it. So... That was kind of one of the things. And then moving to Knoxville actually got me really inspired to. Is that because you were just uncomfortable in general in some degree, just being here and you found something that you were comfortable doing while you were here? Yeah. I mean, had I tried this back in Illinois, I would feel, I don't know. It wouldn't be something that I would talk about. That's, you know what I mean? What are, you, what are you doing on Wednesday, Shelly? Nothing. Doing nothing. You know, I... <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because I've, I've told people, you know, hey, I'm going to go to life drawing, and they're like, ha-ha, you going to draw naked people? And I'm just like, well, yes. And they say, Stupid. oh, okay, well, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. one of those things where that, you know, I don't, I don't feel as if uh, 
drawing nude models or life drawing in general is as talked about comfortably, openly in public as mm-hmm. it is uh, as a, um, a a unifying or universal experience in art. Uh, life drawing in, in the context of art, I feel like is a very wide reaching thing that a lot of people experience like in college or just something they've done once or twice or something they do weekly, you know, like it spans the gamut of artistic expression and experience for a lot of people. Like that might not be something you do in your own time for your artistic output. Like my case, I do it to challenge myself because exactly drawing the human form is terribly difficult and I can draw, I can do pinstripe geometric mandalas all day and you know not have to think about it too hard right but you know when i sit down and do this and then i tell people i sit down and do this the reaction i get from people telling them i sit down for two hours and draw a naked person they it it, it just blows their mind the the gamut of reactions a person can get when that statement comes out of their mouth is way more fun to me than it should be yeah and it is when i tell people back home you know they're just like, that's why. Yeah, why? Why, why do you do that? And and it's and it, weird. I'm and like, that's weird. The the question too, like, are they all women? Do you ever draw dudes? Is that weird? And I'm right. just like, listen, the most fun I've ever had at a drawing session was like a 75 year old man, and it was great. And they're just like, oh, what gross? And I'm just like, listen. The model, this guy, he was super sweet. He, you know, he brought his own props. Like, he was super happy to be there and be drawn. And I'm just like, you can't want more than that from a model. Like, it's great. That's, like, the one thing I hate about when you mention live figure drawing. People just automatically assume, like, you're there to get a lady boner and... That's what you're there for. It's there's a weird. I'm really only here for the dongs and the boobs. There's no. there's a weird polarization that happens when you say that statement. I'm here for the dongs and the boobs. <laughs> it's like I, I'm here to draw the dongs, but no, I'm here to draw everything. But you know, it's it's a polarizing statement if you say it to someone that isn't familiar with that type of experience in an artistic context, and not that that's a bad thing. It's just. That's something that most people have never exposed themselves to, so they don't understand. And, you know, it's one of those things that I've done to push myself, specifically to push myself, not just, oh, hey, this is a thing to go do. Like, I have a specific goal of doing something that I find difficult for myself Mm -hmm. to go and practice that difficult thing because me pushing myself in that manner is a uh, a beneficial activity across the board. Right. Because yeah. because I push myself, and because to some degree it's uncomfortable, I better myself as a whole, exactly. as an artist, uh, as a creative person who makes things. You know, it's it's just a an enriching experience for someone that likes being creative. It really is, especially for someone who has always enjoyed doing art. You know, always I've always loved to draw. I've always doodled on paper at school or doodled at work or on a post-it note and then to actually walk into something into live drawing was and that's a dedicated purpose for the group like this is the activity that we're doing that was big for me and that made living here so much easier so and it pushed me to actually do art like hey Remember you were cool in sixth grade and drew your cool little figurines? Ah, now you can do it for real. Now you get to draw real people yeah. with other people drawing the same real person. Hey. Ugh. 
Like Colby, he was at first, you know, you're just drawing naked chicks. Dudes get boners. I'm like, not really. I mean, I yes, got, they're naked, but that's totally not the I point. Know, like, I'm not looking to the guy to the left or right of me, and they're just like stroking off. Right. They're literally just drawing. Um, and then I brought Colby. Remember, I started bringing yeah, Colby. Yeah, yeah. It came, and, and he was mildly uncomfortable for the first 20 minutes every day. I think. The first time I took Colby to the live drawing, he sat behind the wall and didn't come out. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> this is not the point. And then the second time I took him, he actually went out there and drew Colby. Couldn't draw a stick figure. But he tried. To save his life. But when I saw some of his drawings, like I'm like. And this is why we're here. <laughs> I, go, I didn't think you could do that he's like i didn't think i could do that and then he saw it in a different perspective so i hate bringing it back there to when people say you do live drawing weird dudes are there you're there for I'm like, no it's, like we're, uh, it's it's honestly to me the parallel like you go to a concert why are you there you're there to see the music you and everybody else are there for the same reason to do that one thing and everybody's super exactly. happy to be there and uh, that's like the worst thing. I I just hate that. I hate it. Yeah, I, I, it's only polarizing because more people don't know. And if more people knew how cool it was, it wouldn't be exactly. an issue. And whether they think it's cool or not, just knowing is a big part of the stigma. Right. Also with, you know, the photography I do when I'm not like any kind of professional in any kind of way but I will go do pictures for a friend and once co-workers are just people outside of knowing what I take pictures of they're hey I'm having a wedding or hey can you do family photos or hey can you do this and I'm like <laughs> and I really do. I'm like, yeah, I take pictures, but they're not. But, but it's for me. It's, I do not do graduation, wedding, family photos. None of that cliche shit. No. <laughs> and I, I tell them too. I'm, I say it's fetish. I don't say exactly what it is. I'm like, it's fetish photography. It's for them. It's their own thing. And I personally love it. If I was going to do any if I was going to really go into it, that would be the only that's, way. That's the, the, the niche of photography yes, you would it's, happily fall into. Yeah, BDSM fetish photography. I don't think I would ever do anything else. So with, how did you stumble across your enjoyment of this particular action in this context? Like, how did you discover that you really enjoy taking pictures of this? Is that a thing you want to answer? Yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine. It's like secretly, like deep down, I've always, like, oh, I wonder what that's like, or kind of in that world, not so intense, because there's so many different levels of BDSM that people really don't know about. Yeah. And like I said, deep down, I've always been into it. It's always kind of like, I love Shiberry, I love rope tying, I wish I could be that person, and I could never express it, and then when I came here just 
meeting people through meeting people through meeting people, I was able to get in that world. And once I actually saw it, I was amazed because I was almost like sheltered from it. And when I did pictures of a particular person, I just fell in love with it. And she's amazing. And I could shoot her every day of my life. <laughs> so, excuse me for with being funny. With the camera. But but this this is this is where you found your lens into that world. Yes. And and you and you now have found out that you really enjoy taking photographs of these particular activities exactly. for these particular people. Yes. And like some of my coworkers, you know, like I said, they can you do my engagement photos? I'm like, I don't do that. And when I tell them, I'm like, these are really the only type of pictures I do. They're just like. You get another polarized reaction. Like, oh, you're into that? (laughs) Why, yes. You like, I mean, do you do that stuff too? And I'm like, it's interesting to me. And I always tell everybody, I'm the background person. I go, whoever is getting the pictures are doing their own art of some type of BDSM. That's them in their world. I'm in my world with my camera. Yeah. I don't associate with that. I but, just... But you get to create the interplay between those two activities. Exactly. And then you return to the people doing the activities, documentation of their activities in exactly. a manner that pleasures them. Exactly. And that's amazing. And I'm the background person. It. That's what I like to do. That's what I want to take pictures of. I, my favorite thing to take pictures of is when the rope is untied from you and you have your indents. Oh, yeah. That is the most satisfying thing to actually feel, look, touch, and take pictures of. Can you explain why that is? I can. I've actually been tied several times. There's... People out there who do it for, you know, orgasmic reasons, fine, whatever. I honestly see it as a meditation. Like Once I'm, like, completely just tied so tightly, it just puts me in a headspace of, like, nothing mm-hmm. is there. And I posted those pictures, I think, of my first suspension. Yeah. But then I took them down. I don't know. That was probably the highlight of being tied and as my top was you know untying me and everything just that release you just felt it I I wish I could describe it as much as I am right now but just all that release just puts you in this happy high or headspace where you're just floating and that's just how your body there's a rush there some it really is you're just like oh (laughs) <laughs> like ah and then like you just touch your own like indents and you're just like yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh. Ugh. no and i take pictures of them and people are like why'd you take pictures of that i'm like look like into the grooves like in there like this is the thing that stays with you after you've done the this thing is what you went through this is what we do this is what they do it's not something that has to be I hate that it's so sexualized. I hate that. In general, if you were to have a conversation with someone, it exactly. would be heavily sexualized. They're like, ew, ew. I'm like, I get tied, and that's nothing to do with. Yeah, I, 
being it's meditation it feels good it calms me it's like popping a xanax so it's like <laughs> you know and some people find that just as relieving or just as necessary yeah. to their heads to their the health of their headspace exactly it could be your happy high relaxing xanax or it could be the thing that gets you off and gets you going there's a huge there, there's a lot of space in between exactly. the points of that spectrum yeah and so I like doing that photography. Um, shock, shock effect, I guess. Well, it, it it is something that would polarize someone that doesn't know, and it being a subculture, you know, quote-unquote subculture, because mm-hmm. there's millions of people that are into this. It's just not a broadly known and exactly. general awareness of, you know, the there United isn't. States. And I hate that. it. I've gone on t- Twitter rants and just on, like, coworker rants of it like you guys it's not all just one yeah so yeah the rope tying and taking pictures of rope that type of art i really enjoy i don't think i'm as good as taking the photos so i just don't but as far as tying i love it and i like taking pictures of myself and the rope and I don't post um maybe I'll be confident enough to throw one up there. Well maybe one day. Maybe one day. The ladies or the gentlemen that let me, I do. Right now I'm really just focused on drawing. I'm in a weird place to where that's all I wanna do right now. That doesn't have to be weird. Why is it weird? Well it's not in a weird place, <laughs> I guess. That's just uh, that's where just you've channeled where your energy. I'm at right now. Yeah. It's all my feelings are going into my drawings, and I just hope that someone could look at it and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know. I get it. I know exactly what she's trying to draw there, and I know they always seem, like, sad and depressing, but it, that's just being real, you know? And well, do you, do you have any uh, works in progress or bodies of work? That you're that you're building right now. I have a big one coming, Ooh. but it's not. Ooh. I got a big one coming for you, Thomas. <laughs> um, it's not. It's something way out of my realm. Uh, How so? Is that just like scope, context, uh, content? Like, if if you care to explain, please know. do. It's a friend of mine back home she wants a self-portrait of herself to give to her husband okay for you know his birthday and i was like okay i was like send me some pictures so i can have reference photos and i can just go about my way i was like do you want my style of drawing do you want more realistic how do you want this and she's like i want you to do whatever with it so i asked her i'm like are you comfortable enough to send me like boudoir type photos so I can do this is this is what I this do. is the reference I need like, this is the type of drawing and she said she didn't feel comfortable with it I said okay I go just send me selfies I guess of yourself she did and I haven't even started it I'm just staring I've had these two pictures in my phone for two weeks and I just 
I don't know where to begin. So you're waiting on that like aha uh-huh moment. I'm like, ah, I got it. <laughs> And she keeps asking me about it, too. She's uh, like, oh. she's like, the external is, pressure. She's like, how is that drawing going? And I'm like, it's not. <laughs> it's not yet. But she keeps seeing, like, all my other posts. And I'm just like, fuck. When are you going to work on my thing? I just I have to gain that confidence. She wants something that I can't do. But I'm going to do it because. It's just something you haven't done yet. Exactly. It's something I say I can't do, so I'm going to do it. And I'm actually supposed to give it to her on Friday. <laughs> was that a predetermined deadline? <laughs> is that is that the man's birthday? No, his birthday's not till next week, but I was supposed to be flying into Illinois. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going home this weekend, right? Thursday, and that's when... That's when the transfer was supposed yeah. to happen. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Ethan bothering you? Uh, yes, Ethan, just when he listens, because he does. I, I, we oh. are talking shit, by the way. He responded, <laughs> talking shit. I hope. Oh yes, yes, very much so. Yes. Um. Uh. I'm gonna say it right now. You say so, it. So so it's recorded. So when he listens. He knows that he cannot escape being on this podcast because I care about him and he's a creative person in my life and there's no way that he can escape being on this podcast. So. Yeah. Sorry. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, Ethan. And, you know, if Herschel cares to join, he can join too. Hi. Well, you're only in it for Herschel. Well, I mean, you know, Ethan's cool, but the dog is the pretty part. Herschel and his paws. That dog. that's That's one of the cutest dogs. Mustache, <laughs> this pooch stash. Oh goodness! Uh, so yeah, this self, the self portrait, and it's like one of those selfie selfies where you're like, so, so lips <laughs> out and just hair is that, perfect. Is that is it the classic duck face shenanigans? Yes. Ah. And like her hair is parted to the side, and I'm just. So so you care you took this project on because you care about the person and not the project itself. Is, exactly. Is, <laughs> but then, no. But I also thought about you know, like I'm gonna try it. Like I mean, you might as well. See where the fuck this goes. Because pushing yourself is never really a bad thing. Yeah. Especially if it's something you're mildly uncomfortable about. Exactly, and I told her, you know, my drawings are not. Exactly, self-portrait. It's gonna look exactly like you. I go. I draw my own style. It, it, it'll be you it'll distilled be through this, but not right. And she's okay with that. So, in my head, I have the idea. But as far as it, but right here, putting it through my fingertips and on the paper, no, not so much. Did you did you settle on a hard deadline? Are you like you have to do the thing? You did, didn't you? I see your face right now. You did. You it totally supposed, did. It was supposed to be done this week, and here I am being the shitty person. Like, don't ask me to do self-portraits, people. You want a Shelly version of yourself, I will do that instantly. Telling me to do a drawing of exactly what you look like is no, not something no, I can that, pull off. That, that, that's a way to n- not get that done in a timely manner. <laughs> no. I've had, like, a month's notice. And... It's just, it's not, it's not me, but I'm going to do it. 
I don't find myself in that being cornered into that very I often hate it. because most of the people that see my artwork understand that I really don't execute the human form that often. So I guess it kind of eliminates those questions. Yeah, no, but I would think that I would be in the safe zone with that as well. Cause I mean, you draw the human form a lot. Yeah, but it's more. It's like, st- it's stylized in your manner. Like it's yeah. not it's not you know I'm drawing the human form. It's like I'm drawing a person that you know is in my style. Yeah, and yeah, I don't like it. Like I, <laughs> I recently got asked to draw someone's dog. Um, I've done one pet portrait in my entire life. Well, you can do this one, and we'll say it's from me. <laughs> well, but we'll, sign it. We'll your talk name. about that off microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would have, I would have no problems I, with that. It, she sees my drawings, and it's a coworker, and she follows me on Instagram. Don't care. You got to quit that. Nope. <laughs> my shit's out there. I don't care. Like I, this is my life outside of work. Right. Um, but she likes them all, and then out of the blue. She's like, do you think you can draw my dog for me? And I was like. Have any of these people look like dogs? <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I can try. But when this person is your boss, you kind of just oh. have to be like. You know, I would have told them no. Just right off the bat. I couldn't. Oh, that's a shame. I couldn't. I understand why, though. <laughs> I mean, it's not just because she's my boss. Like, we've hung out outside of work, you know tequila shots and just having fun but right at the same time that was just like a why would you ask me that you, you know i don't do dogs <laughs> why you gotta do that to me put you, put you on the spot like that she said i don't have a t- she says i don't have a time limit so so you'll get to it when you get to it, it if you rest, feel like you get to it it could be the rest of my life lay it next to her reserved seat at my in funeral. <laughs> uh, the the dog portrait I did was for uh, one of my boss's dogs in 2013. His dog passed away, and I I just decided, you know, he asked me legitimately. He asked me, he's like, "Hey, can you paint this picture of my dog?" He had one really good picture of his dog. I have a photo, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I can totally try to recreate that," and I make no promises. So I did the dog really well, and the background sucks. So, I, you know, I'll be damned if I do, damned if I don't. But, you know, I know the guy. He lives here. He's a really good friend of mine outside of our professional relationship. And he's very thankful that I even attempted the, the portrait. So he's yeah. he would he would have been happy with almost anything that I've given him. But I really tried. And, yeah. I, and that's the one dog portrait I've done. And it's probably <laughs> the only one I'll ever do. <laughs> Can you draw my dog, Pepper, please? It was, you know what the worst part was? The jowls. Like, the dog's mouth is, it's so difficult. And I didn't, it's not as difficult as drawing a human, but I'll be damned if it wasn't close. It was very, it was very difficult. And yeah. this dog had some, some very fleshy jowls. And I was just like, God dang it. All, all the wrinkles, though. all the wrinkles. Like, just, all, know, the yeah, all the texture, all the wrinkles. Jowls and then hands. I... Shelly, you've seen my figure drawings. You know why I stop at the wrists and ankles. <laughs> you know why I stop. Have you ever noticed in my like older ones, they just kind of come out in lines. They look like 
little yeah, that diamonds. Yeah, come, come from the wrist, and there's They're just, like, like, two lines. Oh, there's diamonds, but now I'm actually trying, and I'm not getting any better. But at least I'm throwing my hands out there. Right, you're throwing your hands out there. Putting my, I've, dipping my hands into hands. I don't know why this to be the case in my artistic expression, but every now and again, I'll sit down and try to draw something that isn't inside the normal, my normal realm of what I create, and it comes out great. And I'm just like, hell yeah, go me. This is awesome. Because it's not often I can sit and look at something and then draw it, and they're comparable. Like, So I've done this a few times in my life, and I'm like, hey, these are great. And then I sit down to purposefully do it, and it just goes all to shit. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, God, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's how it works. I completely understand. Like, I could be on my lunch break with my little notebook and just – Sketching away. And be super happy with something. Just be like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. I did that good. Damn. Whoops. <laughs> okay. And then you go home. Like I said, I, you know, it comes to mind and you have that idea. And then you're just sitting there at your desk. Where the fuck do I start? It's there. And then once you do it, you're just disappointed and erase everything. <laughs> 700 you, times. You end up with a gray piece of eight and a half by 11 paper. <laughs> yeah, a ripped up. <laughs> torn up piece of paper i'll have to take a picture of i'm, de I'm definitely one of the one of the people that has like the overflowing trash can of crumpled up pieces of paper in the corner yes. it's just like so i keep just like draw two lines fuck this and like crimple <laughs> it up and throw it in the corner i'll have to send you a picture of my most recent you suck <laughs> please do <laughs> with the date on it please do that's my i should just do like a separate like art you know, thing with that, just all the why do you suck drawings I do with all the X's and <laughs> scratch marks on it. And <laughs> I need to make a separate account for all the shit I don't want to post here. Exactly. <laughs> Let me show you my shit stuff, and then you can see my actual good stuff. And the stuff I want to, you to see. Yeah. Um, a big thing that I was actually thinking about that's not really arty, it is arty because that's what my Instagram really is, is I've been thinking about changing, like, my, like, name, like, my Instagram. Your handle? Yeah. Do it. And I just can't seem to type it Do out. Do it. I can't. Inspire me, everybody. No, I'm such a big person with, like, OCD, and I, I like, type it out. And before and you look at it. Before I press done, I'm just like, I can't do this, I can't do this. <laughs> My account will get deleted if I do this. So it's it's really weird. And I actually, again, I incorporate that a lot in my art. Well, I'll tell you this in hopes to spur you into this action that I have a really good friend of mine that I grew up with who is uh, artistically inclined in the same manner. And one of the Instagrams that he runs is called Things Not Drawn Well. Ooh. And I love him for being so honest in the title of his account because it's just it, it's it's the reflection of how he feels about the output that goes into this particular yeah. outlet. And, you know, I tell him that he's an asshole and I love him and he should keep drawing and that I love the things that he puts out. <laughs> but, you know, things not drawn well is the reflection of his point of view on his outputs most of the time. And, nice. and I, I really enjoy his style. Jake Seals. And, uh, Jake Seals, Seals, Seals. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I re- I really enjoy his style, and and I I just I just wish all the best for his creative output oh, because that's awesome. He's 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 very talented and you beat me needs to, to the hear punch. that. Dang it. <laughs> Things not drawn well. Underscore two. Right. <laughs> because I said so. But I, I I wish for you all the energy and positive effort into changing this name. You got I this. I will not. I'll do a drawing about it. Okay, fine. I'll do a drawing about it. Like I said, I draw about my feels. And sorry, they're so dark. Whoever sees them, that's just how it is. Mental illness is real. So. Yeah, but that doesn't dominate your entirety as a person. Like. I've seen you smile and laugh and go about and be happy plenty of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I like to channel it through there. Because I don't have to go out there and sit with, hey, Thomas, you want to hang out? Let me tell you about this. Like an Eeyore, you know, who is amazing. Oh, poo. Thomas. So I like expressing it that way because it's really telling someone – how you feel without actually telling them how you feel. And that's what I want. I want someone to look at it and just be like, I get it. And I actually had one person do that with the one with the two girls. So success. So yeah, she's, she's broken and the other friend is putting her back together. And I had someone say like, I relate to this. Like I, I get it. And that's what I'm just trying to throw out there. And so far, with the one success, I'm hoping it reaches out more that way and that it's okay because I've noticed a lot. I don't know if you have, and it's annoying as fuck <laughs> that people like the younger generation like glorify depression or like mental illness. And I've seen it where you know, men or women, they're attracted to that. It's like, oh, I like it when she's dark. And so they intentionally just be, like, dark. And I'm like, it's it's not a trend, you know? D- don't do it. It's like a slap in the face to, yeah. like, actual people who suffer from such things. And it just annoys the hell out of me. I don't know if you've seen it, but maybe you'll start paying I've, more attention I've, to it. I've definitely seen it be glorified or emphasized in some way, yeah. in a way that isn't particularly representative of the actuality of it. Like, it's it's presented in a way that doesn't reflect the reality of the situation. Exactly. And, you know. and that's unhealthy in a way that it presents unrealistic expectations, and that's not always the best thing. Right. And yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> if they channel it a different way, awesome. If that's how you channel it and I just don't know it, that's also fine. But I know there's actually true blue people out there who, if I'm a wreck, they'll like me better. I'm just like, mm. Yeah, there, there are people out there like that, for sure. That's not going to happen, but yes. And I am smiley and I am giggly. Oh, because you, Tomas, <laughs> Tomas. Uh, it, I mean, I I will say that in these scenarios, limited so far that they are, that I have greatly enjoyed sitting down with my my friends and other creatives and having a conversation centric to art and expressing ourselves about art exactly, that yeah. isn't necessarily art itself. Mm-hmm. Even though some people would call podcasting an artistic output, like I don't I don't feel like me doing this is an artistic output. 
It's more the fact that I enjoy sitting and talking to creative people in my life about their creativity to be extremely entertaining. Yes. And very enlightening into the inner workings of why this person does whatever it is that they do. And I love it. Now, I I know you pretty well, and that's why we're yes. sitting here talking. Yes. And this has still been a fun and enlightening conversation. Yes. And I've still learned things about my friend here that I didn't know before yes. we sat down in this conversation. Did you know that... I was extremely embarrassed about the art show we had at um, downtown, not with Ethan, just with my stuff. The one, the one in Cork or whatever yeah, the wine, the, the wine store. And wine, like, yeah. I was so hyped up to do it, and I was so excited to, like... That Ted Bundy piece is still killer, though. I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I love it. still love a it. killer. <laughs> it is open for grabs, still being a creep in my closet. Uh, <laughs> you should put it in a window. You fucking creep. I had it in a window, remember? And I still... You gave me the suggestion of, like, just coloring his eyes. Yeah. And I still look at Ted when I open, like, that... My closet where my towels are in. <laughs> and I'm like, you deserve blue eyes, Ted. And well, I, you know, he's an attractive dude. Despite all of his drawbacks, he's a good-looking dude. He and, was. He and was. I'll be damned. A lot of people know that about Ted Bundy, that he's a good-looking dude. Uncle Ted. And, that was the name of the piece. And the fact that you... Uh, well, you know, the emphasis on everything being black and white is... is I, I don't want to say a disservice to the man's character, but it is, it is contrasting in a way... Similar to how his self is a contrast to what he does and how he presents himself. And I think that juxtaposition is really entertaining. And the splash of color for his eyes is just enough of a humanization to this portrait to where you're just like, oh, man, you know, that's that, that guy's really, like, he looks very nice. And, da, da, da. and then you're like, oh, that's Ted Bundy. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah no, Shit. I was actually very disappointed in myself and embarrassed. Um I was extremely proud of Ethan. He had so many great pieces, so many compliments, and I was so proud of him. And But for me, like, on the inside, I was, like, screaming, like, why did I do this? Why did I push myself to do this? I drug my friend into it now. Like, this is, like, committed, and all my shit is shit. So <laughs> when I do, I plan on putting my art up. Again, after after all the COVID shenanigans, but now that I have, or however long to think about it, I can actually like in my head visualize what I wanted and what I. I will say I so look forward to my next art show because I really don't want to do one right now. Yeah, like I I understand my desire to do one, and there are places for it to happen, and there are art shows and galleries that are safely showing things right now. And this ties into my question about the art scene and COVID and how it's all, and how it's yes. all, uh, you know, treating artists in Knoxville right now. But I just don't feel comfortable drawing people out of their homes to a communal space in public, right? To look at my art. Not that I can't or I won't. It's just I don't feel comfortable about it. And until I do, I'm not gonna. So, right. The best place to see my work is either in my home or on my Instagram. Or, you know, some of the businesses around town that may or may not have some of my work hanging at, at the time. Right. And yeah. and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. And I would very much 
rather you only be able to see it on your phone or on your computer until you can safely come out your damn house and not have to worry exactly. about catching some some fatal respiratory illness. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that. I honestly throwing my art out there like in the downtown area, I I do want, but at the same time I just like that it's on you know, Instagram. I like that people can see it there and that's it. See it and, and all of it. And everything you care to present there. It's it's there. I don't have to pick certain pieces or the ones that I love the most. And then when I bring them, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have brought that one. Except for Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted is welcome everywhere. Um, but yeah, I like it. And especially with COVID, it gives me more time to organize in my head what I want to do, what direction I'm going, who do I want to reach out to to put this stuff in. I I feel like there's less expectations on artists in this realm right now because of how society's acting. And I don't mind it at all because if if someone right now were to ask me, when's your next art show and how many pieces are you bringing – I would comfortably have no answers for them. Oh yeah, <laughs> comfortably. Yeah. It yeah, it I couldn't do it, and it goes both ways for me. I mean, COVID is a very serious thing, and I get that, but I'm also like on the other side of it as well, where I'm just I'm still gonna go out. That's my like choosing. At my risk, but other than that, I 100% feel on both ways, I guess, how people are. That's just how I am. I'm just like, oh, okay. The empathy runs deep in this context. You, you, you know, it just, yeah. It's, I'm getting vaccinated, and you should too. I'm like, I'm not getting vaccinated, so. Good for you, but. I know, I've had that conversation, and. Just being in the line of work I am, and, you know, I always get stared down on. Speaking of which, real quick, I normally ask people what their day job is and if they would like for art to be their main uh, source of income. So if you care to answer that, would you please? (laughs) My day job is I actually work in hospice. And now... No, no I, art I, as I the day job? No art as the day job, honestly. I really like doing it as a hobby. I've had people offer, they're like, how much for this or this? And I'm just like, uh, take it. <laughs> 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 I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm not in it for money. I'm not in it trying to become something big. I just, I love doing it. I love that people love it. And I'm satisfied with that. And, and your output for you. Yes. So that's, I'm sharing something in me, personal, with you guys out there without actually saying yeah. what it is. But no, I like my day job just as depressing. <laughs> just as depressing. Just a, motivation. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, in my line of work, I always get encouraged and I get that but it's it's the people 
on my throat that get me. It's, you know, some people come up to me, and you don't have to put this in there. But Oh, no, I don't edit this shit. No, it's all in here. You, just, you know what? I'm getting a text. I got to go. No, well, you know what? Answer the text. It's fine. No. Um, <laughs> what I don't like, though, is I told, you know, someone, I was like, are you getting vaccinated? I was like, no. You're not getting the COVID vaccination? No. Well, why not? And the, putting and, people at risk. And, and then I, the stigma comes in. And now I'm just getting angry on the inside. And I just respond with the same question, but in reverse. I'm like, you're getting the COVID vaccination? <laughs> and how does that flip them on their Are head? Are you? Really? Are you going for the second one now? And, and <laughs> you're going to get both of them? Yeah. <laughs> you get sick on the second one, I heard. Uh, <laughs> no, they just stare at you. Like a deer in headlights, and go get. I will wait in line with you if you want to go get it. I'll follow you straight up to the shot, six feet apart, and on my way. But don't, uh, don't ask you to get the prick. Yeah, I'm not gonna get it. I don't get the flu shot, I'm not gonna get this shot. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not scared of someone telling me off. Yeah, that's, that's fair, right. Like, whatever <laughs> not, whatever not negative scared. social interaction comes from that conversation. Not scared of COVID. I'm not scared of telling someone off about them making me do something that I don't want to do. But, yeah. And in the art world, I really, I feel, I feel for people who put their stuff out in the galleries here in Knoxville. Because, I, I mean, I don't, but I liked going to see art and first fridays are a hell of a time oh my god i miss them they're so much fun i loved first fridays i just remember the group messages is anybody going to first friday anybody going to first who's who's gonna be where is anybody showing anything or where are we meeting up for drinks like yeah yeah there's been times where it's just been like two of us only and then there's been times there's been like a group of us you know all the normal people would we would expect to see exactly the group chat yeah you can love that thing no one's on it anymore, and that's sad. So we need to get back into our art. Yeah, we need to get back in our art group chat. The pigment pushers. Yeah, pigment pushers. <laughs> I love that name, and I'm so happy I named I that. Know. I'm not even gonna lie. I love it. There's someone on there who actually talks to me that is a mystery to everybody else. Oh no, <laughs> is that good or bad? It's like it's. Stephen, who I also think you should have on here. I do want to talk to him. Stephen, get your ass on the podcast. Hi, Stephen. Um, yeah, he's, I, I rather enjoy his body of work, and I enjoy the hair study that he showed. Wasn't that? That was a lot, like, that was just visual texture, and I feel like that art was so good, you could feel it by it just could. looking at it. I loved it, and yeah, that was one of the first shows I went to, because that was right around the time I met Ben. Yeah. And... I remember walking in there and be like, oh, my God. My my first art show, like, legitimate thing was, like, October 2017 in Ben's studio. And that, that was one of my first, like, legitimate month-long showings in Knoxville. Oh. So, shout out, Ben, for letting me host a lot of my mandalas nice. and geometric stuff in there. Nice. <clears throat> oh, I would have seen it, too, had I known, because around that same time. I mean, you probably did see it and just didn't know it was mine, yeah, which is fine. No, but, um, if I was to give a shout out to any people that need to come on here, 
Obviously, the obvious yeah, one. Yeah, uh, Ethan and Steven and um, and ben, I, if I could remote, if I could call Ben and get him on here, I'm gonna do it. Oh, I would call him right now if I could. Oh my god, it, it's the opposite side record, of the world. No, like, <laughs> I'm gonna record you talking to Ben and send it to him. Okay, that's and fine. Then, and then I'm gonna get nervous. <laughs> For um, me. No, yeah, and I love the fact that you are going after all art forms. It doesn't matter what it is, and I have told Colby that, you know, his band people need to come on here and just kind of... I would love to have the the whole of Kalora. Are they all local, or are they spread around? They're not. They're they're not spread around. They're still very... I don't even think people really know about them, and that's why I'm like, get out there, and... Well, if any or all of them want to be on the podcast, I will gladly have them. I know the lead singer does. Ah. Um, so if anybody wants to listen to Kalora on Spotify, be my guest. I'm giving Thomas a CD. Awesome. Which I'm sure you'll hear me talk about soon. Yes. I did the shitty artwork on it. D- um, does it include a Why Do You Suck? There probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dig deep. Into my 50,000 notebooks or sketchbooks. Um, but, yeah, those would be my, like, three people that I really think you should have. Definitely Steven because he's an interesting person. So I'm, I'm totally glad you beat me to my generally last question I, of, yeah, of the podcast. I did. Like, I generally, my last question is, who would you like to see in this format in the future? And you went ahead and happily answered that for me without me having to ask. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Well, it's because I'm actually hanging out with Steven tomorrow. Oh, well, then you're going to have to tell him all about it. I am. Yeah, everybody, pigment pushers, he's around. I see him. I hang out with him. I haven't seen him since he came here to the house to do some art stuff on the PlayStation with me. And uh, well, when was that? I don't oh, know. Oh, God, it was. was last summer. Nice. Yeah, last, last spring, last summer, something like that. He's such a mystery. So if you're gonna listen to this, Stephen, you are a mystery. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to tell him. I'll have to message him directly. Yeah, you, you that, have that to. That we talked about him on the internet. <laughs> the, the, he's gonna freak out. I'll tell him tomorrow. Please do. Like I said, Stephen and I will randomly hang out, and that's awesome. Jared and I had a really good like. I think it was a first Friday night out with uh, with Stephen one night. We we ended up at Sutri's telling each other stories. Over some beers, so that was that was a fun night. He's a he's an interesting guy. Oh yeah, he's I think a character. He could listen, I uh, I very much enjoy his creative outputs, and yes. uh, he's he's a quirky individual, but he I very much really enjoy. Really is him. I can't describe him, and if it was going to be anybody first, it would definitely be Stephen. Sorry, Ethan, but definitely Stephen. Well, Ethan knows he can't escape this shit. So. Stefan, he, I used to call him fine. Stefan when I first met him. He hated it. Did he? Did he? Has he grown to enjoy it? No. No. So I still call him <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is a good time to end it. We're at an hour and 34, and that's a few minutes longer than we normally go. Oh, but a good, No, it's perfectly fine. I'm super happy about it. And I'm going to hit this outro button, and this is when we both hush after you tell everybody your Instagram handle, if you wish. All righty. I am at Shelly RM. That's it. Plain and, that, and simple. And that's your only social media outlet where you post artistic things? Yes. All right. right, So here's the outro button. Everybody, thank you for listening. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed. 
All the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.